0: Anyway, so uh yeah, we can we can start, I guess. I am here to say that uh, state welfare is bad. It uh doesn't let you live a live a good life. Uh according to my principle, it it uh prevents me from being able to live my life to the fullest, live a, virtual, a virtuous life. And um, for that reason, I think that uh, free markets are better, have been better in the past, and solve more problems. That's uh, my opening
1: statement. Thank you. So,
2: um, I readily admit that welfare has its share of problems, uh, but if free markets were good at eliminating welfare, then it would have done so. Uh, there's uh, companies that constantly increase their prices without necessarily increasing their wages, uh, which results in a large portion of the population left in the dust, and therefore welfare is the current answer. Now, this doesn't mean I'm not open to other ideas. I'm a, I'm not loyal to ideas or ide- or ideologies. I'm loyal to what works. So if there's a proven system that will answer the needs of the population, then let's have at it.
1: Convince me.
0: Well, this isn't going uh, to change my mind, but... Uh, I mean...
2: Well, this is your opportunity. I mean, I... I'm, I am willing to change my mind, provided sufficient evidence and reason to do so, just like with anything else.
0: Okay. Do you accept my premise that, for me, for me a welfare state doesn't serve me? It, uh, society, in a sense, is meant to serve the individuals in society, and a welfare state doesn't help me. And on top of that, the requirements to uh, pay for a welfare state hurt me severely.
1: How does a welfare state hurt you? Well,
0: I'm heavily taxed. In addition to being heavily, I'm heavily taxed to a point where I am unable currently to save for my pension. And, but we don't have, we have to save for our pensions over here. And um, when I get to that age, most, almost everything is private. So I'm, I'm very much required to do that. I have yet to, I'm also interested in saving money for my children's education. I've yet to be able to do that. I'm taxed heavily heavily in a way that I can say that this is taking money out of my, my myself and my family. In addition, the stuff that uh, the UK provides in terms of healthcare and stuff like that is inadequate uh, for specifically my family. Uh, we have to buy pills from abroad. We have to see private specialists. I have private health insurance. Uh we we did I I would say that you know when when our children were born we did use the, the the NHS and uh that was a relatively good service but in terms of anything along the lines of long-term diseases and cancer the track rate is very poor operations as well. Um let's just start with that.
2: So what percentage of your taxes uh, go to the welfare state?
0: Of my taxes or just my taxes in general?
2: What percentage of your taxes go to the welfare state?
0: I think the majority of the budget goes to the welfare state, similar to America.
2: So you haven't, uh, like looked into how much of your taxes are going to the welfare state
0: so i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to say like in terms of the overall how much the uk allocates in its budget towards welfare towards entitlements and welfare the more than half them or the majority of
1: it is for those things okay how many people are on welfare in the united kingdom uh i'm unsure to answer that right now i to some degree there's a lot of people that receive some sort
0: of uh, assistance there are a variety of different families right now that are called just about managing that are receiving uh, monetary help either on the national level or the local council level um there are currently issues with high price of food uh high price of energy and and heat in the uk the energy prices have gone up between three and four times since october in 21 uh there are families in wales for example that have to make decisions between either paying for food or people on fixed income like elderly people either pay for food or pay for heat and uh, particularly the energy policies are decisions made by government uh, that led us down to here so if uh, if the government didn't take certain actions then people would not be in need of welfare or much less and uh, that is also part of the claim that i'm going to make that if you take the top five reasons of why people go into welfare to then the government needs to pay for welfare then those reasons are heavily influenced by the government if the government was out of that process then the prices for those things would go down and and be more accessible and we wouldn't need as much people wouldn't need as much help as they're getting right now or anywhere near it
2: so in the united states for every this is just an example I want to preface that. So, uh, and I prefer to operate in uh, from a statistical lens. I don't like to use personal experience because I don't think that's relevant. Uh, so, f- on the SNAP benefits, are you familiar with the SNAP program? Yeah. Yes. So, for every dollar that is given to SNAP recipients, a dollar sixty-seven is injected into the economy, which is a good thing, right?
0: How the hell do you calculate that?
2: It's based on um,
0: how the hell do you calculate uh, that it, you make money appear out of thin air? I don't understand.
2: It's based on NBC News. They have an analysis. I can I, link the article.
0: I'm sorry. I um, that, that sounds mathematically impossible. I'm going to have to understand how how you do that.
2: It's according to calculations by Mark Zandi, chief economist at Moody's Analytics.
0: I don't care. I need to understand how m- the person at Moody Analytics made made money appear out of thin air. Well, that's, that's a pretty tall. You claim.
2: understand that? Okay, so you understand that when uh, that, that it takes money to make money, right?
0: To invest it, certainly.
2: Right. Are are they so, investing it or
0: consuming it?
2: Well, these are SNAP benefits that consumers are using. Mm-hmm. So how, how money is being made off of it is they're buying products, and those products are being sold at a profit.
0: Right. That's not how you make money, though. You, you're giving, actually, the opposite. You're, give, you're taking money from someone who would have invested it in a company, and that company may have, you know, grown 10% over a year. You're taking that money away, so they're no longer investing it in that company and giving it to people who consume it right away.
2: Right. So, Mark Zandi uh, looks to be a chief economist. I'm, I mean, I can only assume that he has economic credentials.
0: Right, but you're, <laughs> can you at least, in general, give me the gist of what he is that he's saying? Because it, it is, this is a sort of broken window fallacy that, you know, you do, that, that people on, on the left, let's say I'm not saying you are, but people on the left do. If you take money out of the productive economy and give it to people to consume, you're not creating money. In fact, you're shrinking the economy. Because if you didn't take that money, the economy may have grown on its own. It would have invested somewhere. You're taking money from productive endeavors and giving it to people who will consume it right away.
2: Well, we know the economy hasn't grown enough for the people that don't make enough money because they're not being paid enough money by the companies that they work for.
1: Therefore, have, they
2: I need don't. welfare why,
0: why do you say that?
2: So let's use the minimum the minimum wage for example. What is okay. it? Seven and a quarter in the United States. Now I don't agree with the minimum wage, but mm-hmm. it's it's a reality in the United States. I think so, what would serve the United States better is stronger unions that fight for uh, the the people that are working for those companies. So the the idea behind the, my idea is that humans humanity is stronger collectively than we are individually. You being part of a group has more power than you by yourself. Do you acknowledge that?
0: I don't agree necessarily with what you're saying. I I would say that in a society, you can associate with other people voluntarily in the sense that um, I want to work for someone who's paying me, let's say he wants to pay me $10 an hour, and I don't like that. So I may take the opportunity right now in the US that there are 11 million uh, job openings, last I checked, and travel to some other part of the country and get a job that pays me eighteen dollars an hour.
1: See, now we're operating from your
2: own personal worldview rather mm-hmm. than looking at the statistics and the data. So,
0: well, I'm, I um, I do need I. It is important to say that uh, I want to live a I, I want to live like a full life. It is my life, and I'm looking for economy. I'm I'm an immigrant. I'm looking for economies that best suit myself and my family and there are opportunities Mm -hmm. in america for me if i you know work hard or if i'm particularly skilled or if one part of the country doesn't give me opportunity i may try another part of the country so in terms of us Mm -hmm. there's quite a lot of opportunities and and there isn't too many things standing in my way to achieve anything i want to achieve or as much as i can to benefit myself and my family
2: right and how you can best gauge that is by looking at the data and the statistics right
0: of everyone no just for just for what i can achieve what are the opportunities available in this system
2: so you take for example a growing uh field or a particular uh, type of job in a market and you see what the growth is associated with that field you're looking at it uh, statistically when you do that, right?
0: I mean, potentially if uh, I would have to have skills in that field or if I want to gain skills in that field, I would do more research on it. But sure,
2: right so uh,
0: but why for are example, you eleven the- eleven eleven million job openings is a form of statistics
2: yes. Now, that many job openings doesn't equal the number of people that are working minimum wage jobs, right?
0: The number of people working minimum wage jobs is 1 million. It's 1 million? Yes. And of those, about 60% are of the ages of 16 and 24. Okay. So, children. Uh,
2: thank you for that. I, okay. So, let's say all of those people quit mm-hmm. their job and got a job making 30 dollars an hour
0: so can i what would happen? you realize this, what, what this just happen? happened this just this has just happened you in you had, what scenario in the us you had the great resignation where like four million people quit every one or two months to move to better jobs
2: right that's because of covid so covid shut everything down right and then everything opened back up
0: this is in 2022. So, COVID is ended in the middle of 21.
2: It wasn't just, end- that didn't just happen in 2022. I read about that stuff happening in 2020 and 2021 as well.
0: No, I, so, I, only, I only read it uh, this year, maybe, but as far as I know, there was the great resignation where I, I think, I don't think it happened during COVID because I, 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 I think people held, held on to their jobs during. And then when things started I to think, pick I up. I
2: think it started last year.
0: So I I think either way, let's, let's, let's say end of last year for argument's sake. Yeah. Um,
2: Sure. So it started last year. Now, all those people that mm -hmm. left their jobs. Now, all those restaurants are struggling to find new workers. And yes, they've raised their wages a bit. Mm -hmm. Like you could probably get a job at like the local McDonald's now making 16 an hour. Mm-hmm. But 16 an hour isn't enough to live off of. E- even if you have both, like, like let's say a family of two, so they have mm-hmm. two kids and uh, both the mom and the dad, or even if you want to say two dads or two moms, I don't really give a shit about that. Um, let's say they're both working for the same company, but different locations like McDonald's, right? Mm-hmm. And they're making 16 an hour. Even that isn't enough to provide for that family.
0: Okay, let's, let's look at this like this. Let's say for argument's sake uh, one, one um, parent is working and the other is not. And let's say they're doing $18 an hour at, at an Amazon warehouse. That's the minimum wage there. I think, correct me if I'm, I don't, I'm not calculating this, I, I, I'm just doing from memory that it's 37000 a I, year.
2: I think they're up to 20 an hour now.
0: Okay, let's, let's just stick to 18 So it's 37000 a year. Um, mm-hmm. depends on where they are
1: for a family I mean, of
2: four I, sorry? for a family of four 18 an hour is not enough
0: <laughs> okay what are the what are the top uh, payments for this family of four and why is it that someone like, like Amazon is why are you starting an entry job at Amazon to pay for family of four?
2: who's So let's say it's not an entry level or let's say it's not an entry uh, entry employee. Let's say it's an employee that is working in the warehouse at 18 an hour because they've been there for a couple of years. Mm -hmm. And prior to that, they were making 15 an hour, which is what Amazon's starting wage used to be. And they got a few raises that got them to 17 an hour, but now Amazon is hiring at 18 an hour. So they bumped that person to 18 an hour. 18 an re- hour is the minimum. Hold on hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm not done. Sure. So typically, when you get a raise in the United States, it mm-hmm. roughly averages around 3%. Okay. So, as a result of 3% raises annually, uh, so two years, they started at 15 an hour. And the third year, uh, or even the fourth year, they now get bumped to 18 an hour because that's the new starting wage at Amazon now, 18 an hour. Yes, they were getting raises between before the new, uh, starting wage at 18 an hour, but, uh, they were, they didn't exceed the 18 an hour because of the 3% that they were getting annually increasing right so now they're making 18 an hour 18 an hour is still not enough because like let's say they live uh relatively close like less than 30 minutes from the warehouse Mm -hmm. the rent in that area let's assume they don't own a home because they've they've never been able to buy a home they've never been able to save up enough money and this is a a likely scenario it's very plausible Mm -hmm. the rent that they're paying is now two thousand a month 18 an hour isn't enough.
0: Yeah, I, I don't think they should pay that high for that uh, amount of rent, especially if it's in an Amazon warehouse. It probably isn't next to a big city. Like you wouldn't put a warehouse next to, or maybe a slightly outside the city, but not in a big city. A lot of the warehouses are in relatively remote, remote areas where the cost of well, living would be lower.
2: Tampa, the Tampa area in Florida has an Amazon warehouse.
0: Okay inside the city outside the city it's
2: right outside you, you, the city but but that so doesn't want, matter though because the rent in, hold on the rent in that area mm-hmm. is averaging between 1800 and 2000 a month
0: but you you understand what i'm saying that if the warehouse is outside the city you can also live outside the city for less money
2: so tampa rent even on the outskirts is averaging around 1800 a month For? For what? And that is on the outskirts of the city. That's in uh, uh, Pasco County.
1: Is it County. suburbs or is it remote?
2: I'm sorry?
0: Is this suburbs or is it like a remote area that you're looking at?
2: That's why I'm saying 18 an hour, 20 an hour is not enough.
0: How much was it on the outskirts again?
2: I uh, I'm pretty sure it's around 1,800 a month. Was the
0: 1,800 2,000 you gave me inside Tampa or outside Tampa?
2: That's outside Tampa.
0: For what two bed?
1: Two bedroom, two bath. Two bedroom, huh? one
2: bath.
0: Okay. Why is it? Uh, why do you think the price is as set as that? What do you, What do you think are the factors that make the house?
1: rent at that price? Property values have gone up. Okay. Do, are there enough properties? Do they need to build more? I That, I don't know. Do you
0: think it's likely that uh, if there wasn't any restrictions on building houses or in building houses with, let's say, uh, like, I don't know, I'm trying to translate, but like, the house is like two or three layers with two or three apartments, kind of. What is that called?
1: Am I down now? No?
3: Garrett, out again. Can you hear me?
0: I can
1: hear you.
3: Yep. What, is
0: a, what is a house with like two or three levels with two or three apartments per level? Well, sorry, an apartment per level?
2: Um, I'm not familiar with that. But I was referring to renting houses, not apartments.
0: Yeah, yeah, but but if you build those kinds of houses, so if if you build like on on a on a piece of land instead of one house for one family, it's it's now same land, but it's for three three families. Then uh, you could bring so the rent
2: quad, So like one, so like one plot of land using it for an apartment complex instead of a house.
0: not, not necessarily like a complex with like. 10 or 12 or 18 apartments just like
1: three So they they have these in europe i don't know any
2: i don't know of any houses uh like that in the area that i'm describing
0: well so that's a good example i don't know know
2: why i don't know why anyone would so over here those are called duplexes Mm -hmm. where it's two houses joined together no, not a um, duplex.
0: Not a duplex. No, we we have those that, in the UK.
2: I think that's the closest, I, I that's the closest that we're going to get to what you're talking about, though. Uh,
0: do you do you know the TV show Friends?
2: I've heard of it. I've never seen
1: it.
0: Do you know what they live in?
1: Nope.
0: Okay, so just just imagine, like a a building with three layers, and each layer is one apartment. It's like comfy, but it's just you know one apartment. Two bed, three bed, four bed.
2: Okay, so it's like for college students.
0: No, no, it's for families. It's popular in Europe.
2: I don't, I don't think that's a thing over here. So I, I've, I've been inside college apartments where they'll have four bedrooms with a center living area that okay. is like, and then there's four bedrooms connected to that center area. Yeah, I mean and that's for college.
0: So I so in the UK for example I lived like in in a bi- in a building where it, there was three levels but the, it was a large building so it was split into two split into two so there were three levels times two and three apart three apartments times two so six total and there was an elevator each apartment was two or three beds and uh, that's that's something we you live like in greater london because it you know it reduces the price of rent and you can build more houses on the same plot of land and and it's, it's still close to the city, to some degree, so it, uh, you need to make use of that space. And that kind of approach, where it's not just one family, one, one plot, one family, would bring the prices down for people to, to be able to live more, more affordably. And it's still very comfortable. It's not student by any stretch. But uh, that's, that's an example of, here in Europe, how we, and in Japan also, how uh, they solve the reduce the prices of, of housing and rent. But uh, if, if, for example, the area of Tampa does not allow for those kinds of buildings, then people are not able to build those and families aren't able to take advantage of these uh, more affordable accommodations.
2: So I'm not so sure, even if they were to build those in Florida or any other state, that that would reduce the cost of rent. Especially since most of the country, there's only four states in the United States that has any form of rent control. Uh, typically, in state constitutions, it's it's against the constitution of that state to implement some form of rent control. So what that means is a landlord can increase the rent by as much as they want from one renewal to the next. Uh, so that that's what I was referring to. For example, in like Miami, where uh, I read some articles about uh, or I read an article about this uh, cup, this senior citizen who was paying twenty five hundred a month and her rent increased to like forty five hundred or five five thousand a month. and now i I did grant that that's in a rich area. So presumably she has the money uh, at least for the twenty five hundred but to double somebody's rent, mm-hmm. and this is occurring all over the country. like that's that's not sustainable for the population to to continue so but even without that uh, you would be it would be extremely difficult to make 18 to 20 an hour uh be be enough for a family of four
0: so i mean i maintain just, i maintain that if you didn't have these restrictions on building houses or what type of houses you can build you would lower the, the affordability you would lower the price of uh Renting and the price of buying and selling houses in that particular area substantially. And in addition, bear in mind there's there's a few factors to this. So I'll give an example. I don't know if it's Singapore or Japan, but there was a in that region of the world they opened up to developers. Say you can build whatever as much as you want. There's a shortage of housing. They built 150,000 units apartments. Uh, in a very very short amount of time and it it was crucial to lowering the price of of that area so if you just unlock the free market and unrestrict it it will find solutions for people to have access to accommodations cheaper housing just so you understand, like if, if you build on the same plot of land, if you build many layers it's better for the developers because each apartment is reasonably priced, it's easier to get a mortgage for, obviously like it because the the land has a certain price the uh, lawyers needed to pass all the different regulations and and stuff like that that has a certain price but once you get all those things if you build higher you can make more money and if you build and you can build more affordable houses if there are less restrictions on how many bathrooms you need to have how many houses you have these are sort of restrictions that the states do to make sure that you don't have houses below a certain standard so that lower income people can come into those areas because to some degree states like new york are not interested for florida are not interested for people of a certain income to be in that area they'll think it's 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 kind of affecting so they they have these guides and regulations that you have to build uh, apartments or house it to, to a certain degree and that lowers the number of people that are able to live there and it increases the price you, you gave an example of doubling of the price that's that's insane obviously there's some kind of issue with the market there that there isn't any supply and the demand is apparently doubling by the price that you gave me. Uh, so obviously it's unsustainable and for it to be sustainable is for the market to build more houses. And for the market to build more houses, you have to get out of the way and let it do that.
2: Do you have rent control where you're at? Like do, one, do you pay rent where you're at? I own a house. Okay, so you own a house. So, in your area, there are people paying rent, I'm assuming, right? Yes. Are landlords allowed to increase the rent by any amount that they want from one renewal to the next?
0: They are allowed to increase it, but it will be difficult to enforce it uh, because the renters will move out.
1: Well, then somebody else will just move in, right?
0: If it's too high, it can sit empty for half a year, a year.
2: Oh so it, it doesn't work like that here somebody will come along and 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 pay it
0: well i'm i'm saying you have a huge so, shortage in housing
2: I, I don't know if that's true and well, i don't co- know if of you course can it's true otherwise definitive- why would the prices on, be on. so high hey, hey hold on sure uh, i don't know if you can definitively say that without actually looking into it there could be other factors that are causing that price to go up Right.
0: Well, it's a, it's clearly a price signal that there's a shortage.
1: Maybe. Can't there okay. be other influences besides
2: supply and demand?
0: I'm keen to hear what those may be.
2: Well, I, I like I said, I'd have to look into that. I don't know, but none of this uh, disproves the necessity of welfare.
0: It does. Absolutely, it does. No, it doesn't. It does, no, because it if, 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 you're, if, if the rent of that example you gave me was half what it is, the, then you could live, they could live quite comfortably, I'm assuming. They could live quite comfortably. And if other like, things that uh, are priced very high, high now are half what it is, then obviously they could manage quite well. So yes, the, it does affect welfare, because if your expenses are lower, you don't need, and even, even if your income is low but your expenses are low, you don't need welfare.
2: No, see, I think that you're missing the point of what I'm saying. It doesn't disprove the necessity of welfare. Right now, welfare is necessary because there are millions of people not making enough money because free markets have failed them.
0: Well, I disagree completely. I don't think. What are the What are the top things that cost the most to these people? Give me like top five.
2: Rent, uh, daycare. Daycare is insanely expensive. That's costing. Roughly around two hundred dollars. I'll tell you what. I'll
0: steal. I'll steal. Man, your um, argument for yeah, well, you. You asked me, if, me to do you, the top five. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'll still I'll steal. Man, you. You tell me if I've done it. If I've done it right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we said housing, daycare. I'm going. I'm going to throw in healthcare, and I'm going to throw in potentially higher education student loans. Tell me if I'm wrong.
2: No, I would say groceries are right right now are a bigger concern than student loans, especially. St- since those are on pause until the end of the year, and they've been on pause since Trump paused them. I would say student loans aren't a factor at all right now. In
0: general, are they a factor?
2: I mean, if you want to talk about before the last three years, okay, I guess. But... That's okay, the so let's right take, now, we'll take out student it loans. Hasn't well, been the reality for the last three years. So that's we'll why take out prefer student loans. What else, else would you like to Student add? loans in the top five. I would say uh, housing, whether it's buying or renting. Okay. Buying houses is also uh, dramatically increased. Mm-hmm. Uh, daycare, uh, groceries, gas, although gas has come down. Mm-hmm. So that's good. Um, yeah, those those are the top five.
0: Well, so, let's address that. So, can, can I say for the sake of this argument that I've discussed housing, like I, I'm of the position that if housing was, un, was less restricted or unrestricted, then you'd have much more, much more housing, or many more housing, sorry, and the, as a result, the price would go down. So, can we t- put a tick next to housing for the sake of argument, or are you un, unsatisfied?
2: Um, I'm unsatisfied because according to my friend Google, it yes. says that the factors, hold on, I'm talking, uh, factors driving uh, these trends are extreme COVID-19 measures, high taxes in other states. It does list lack of available in inventory as one of the reasons, so you are probably correct for at least a portion of it, but that is certainly not all of it and so, the sorry, uh, about newest rent? influence which is, hold on the newest influence which is just inflation in general that's also mm. increasing prices too
0: sorry so we just talked about rent yeah you said something about covid
2: yeah if you uh, if you just look up why have rent prices gone up it says among the factors driving these trends are extreme covid-19 measures and high taxes lack of available inventory and the newest band member I- inflation
0: Okay, so high high taxes obviously are government related. Why the COVID measures exactly?
2: Well, those are that's uh, that's property
0: taxes. Yeah, that's so you know, government state. Mm-hmm. Not my. I'm not just clarifying that those are
2: property taxes, not uh, income tax, right?
0: Right, but this is taxes being high are something that mm-hmm. I'm fighting against. Like this isn't a knock on, on me. Like If your property taxes are high, and as a result, you have to pay a lot of money and makes things unaffordable, and as a result, you need welfare, that's a knock on the government putting people in that situation.
2: Yeah, I'm not disagreeing with that aspect okay, of it. So just,
0: just so I'm clear, what was the COVID-19, specifically the effect on rent? I'm not clear um, on what you mean.
2: I'm just reading what it says on a Google search. Okay. But what is so, the, like the reason what I would like to know. So, so th- th- this is what I would like to know. So if welfare is removed, and I also want to say that I'm not on welfare. I don't need welfare. I mean, I was on it a few years ago because okay. I didn't make enough money, but I'm not on it now. I was able to get off of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but if there's no welfare, like how would you go about doing that? Would you phase it out? Would you just, uh, cut it cold Turkey?
0: I, so I have like a phasing out your, method.
2: What is your solution for, for the people that do not make enough money right now?
0: So it, it's funny. So I, I do have like a phasing out approach. Uh, in general, like... Let, let's just look at it holistically for a second. So before I explain the phasing out, I'll explain what, what I mean and then I'll explain the phasing out. So in general, people mm-hmm. can afford to live by three different uh, ways. The, the two big ones are You'll get a job, and the the economy will be large enough, and the jobs will be competitive enough that you'll make a decent amount of money. So we have 11 million job openings. I'm assuming some of those are quite decently, quite decently uh, offering. Uh, the packages are quite decent. So, for example, a Walmart driver can make uh, 110,000 dollars a year, uh, and and everyone is is like. Most of the private sector are increasing wages and they're desperately looking for I'm not sure if that's still the case uh, now, but it was for the majority of the year. Um, So that would be one side. If if you leave the market alone and the market is bigger and and grows, like if you don't tax it as heavily and it's allowed to uh, invest in itself and grow, then you'll have more jobs, more competition for labor and the wages grow accordingly. That's on the one side of the triangle. The other side is the market in and of itself uh, reduces the price of goods and increases the quality of goods. So if you think of like a, a television or a car or a mobile phone, all these things over time become, on the whole, become less expensive and better quality over time, just because of innovations and improvements to productivity. Market as a whole has a deflationary effect on the, the economy. Things that the, the free market has access to or isn't as heavily regulated uh, go down in price. So if we apply that to other areas which are now heavily regulated and, and heavily intervened with, then those things, the prices of those things will come down too, meaning more people can afford to live can buy more and more things. As a statistic, to back this up, The uh, consumer poverty rate, as of 2018, uh, is 2.8%. So 2.8% of people cannot afford certain things or most things on the CPI basket and certain uh, white goods, certain electronic goods. And if those things over time become less and less expensive, then more and more people can afford them and the consumer poverty rate will go down as a result. And the last thing is we will still have... Help for certain people, but that help would be in the form of charities, non-profit, social entrepreneurship. Uh, but bear in mind that if you factor in the first two legs of the, the triangle, then the number of those people would be less than one percent. Or some people may be in a situation for no fault of their own. And the and, and these kinds of system are, I would say, very effective with the money that uh, the patrons give to them in terms of like, out of one dollar, how many cents arrives in the pockets of the people that uh, need the help much, much more than the government is. Um, and they're on the ground, they know how to solve problems, and they can compete with one another to and, who can serve the, the needy the, in the best way, including volunteers, pro bono lawyers, pro bono hairdressers, and, and a variety of different things like food, uh, food banks and things of those nature. So those are the three legs of the triangle with regard to the transition. I would so say-
2: I, I, have a, I have a question. Sure. So, I, I have a question first. Uh, you talked about deregulation. Yes. What forms of regulation would you not be in favor of eliminating?
0: So I would there say a that. Is
2: limit to the regulation that you would eliminate?
0: So, in, in general, so I'll I'll just give like an overview of of the of the economy that I'm looking at, and then I'll to answer your question. So, in my Perfect world. The government is a, a limited government. The government protects individual rights, and that's all it does. Um, this means uh, police, courts, army, police. Courts, and, and largely largely that. so if there's a situation where someone attacked you physically, then the, the police will be there as your agent, so you do not need to engage in violence. And the idea of the system is to remove violence from society by the government having a monopoly on violence. And the reason is that once you have those individual rights and property rights and all those things, then you can then engage in a market. The idea of a market is to, when you have a transaction with someone, that there isn't coercion or violence between you; it's a voluntary exchange. So that's that's the, the extent of how much the government intervenes with the economy. Or, or I I don't see it as intervening in the economy per se. I see it as just intervening between individuals who, let's say, have a dispute or or something along those lines. But that's the thing. So in in terms of regulations, in the economy itself, I, I believe the economy will self-regulate itself. So there will be there will be uh, entities in the market, either in the form of business insurance, or um, underwriters, underwriters uh, limited, or things of those nature that regulate the market to give uh, assurances and confidence in the market, because the market in and of itself it, it has to have some degree of uh, credibility some degree of trust if everyone scams one another in, or even 50 percent of your purchases are scams or then you you would exit the market and the market would cease to exist so the market itself has a incentive to make sure that the things inside of it are uh, of good quality meet a certain standard and i believe that uh, the free market will do it more effectively more reactively uh, more efficiently than bureaucracy large bureaucracies like the government does at the moment. By a lot, and specifically in the area of healthcare, like the I'm appalled at the record of the FDA, the history of it. It's I can go on and on, but it's killed so many people, and it's allowed to exist in in its current capacity that it's uh, not impressive to say the least.
2: Oh, yeah, the FDA is shit. Uh, but having said that, um, elect, um, power companies dumping toxic waste in rivers, do you consider that a violation of individual rights?
0: Yes, it's a violation of property rights. If you own the river and someone... Uh, actually, to, to some degree, like we, we my, can... m- my system would be more stringent than yours because uh, currently the government owns the lake. It's a public property and it allows people to dump things in it. Or let, let's put it this way, it allows companies to dump to a certain point, like it, it weighs the benefit that the company does to the local area, versus the negative it does to the water. And it says, okay, you're allowed to dump, but up to this. In my world, I own this stretch of land, in this stretch of land there's a river. If someone dumps into my river, or even dumps up, up the river and it reaches me, I'll sue them. I mean, I won't allow that to happen.
1: Why not just
2: have the the government do what they're supposed to do and
0: they are doing what
1: they're have supposed
2: laws to do.
0: They'll they making a decision for the benefit of society, how much pollution is okay and how much uh, benefit from the company they're getting. So they'll, they'll wait. So for example, let's yeah, say let's say the, the, the military. The problem
2: with the lawsuit idea is that's that's retroactive. That doesn't fix the problem.
0: I don't understand why it doesn't fix the problem. I said my system is more stringent than yours.
2: I mean, my system should be, or our, I guess the United States, the United States should be more stringent than it is.
0: Why? It's, it's a it utilitarian? Uh, I, I may, may, okay, let me, let me put it in a different way. So let me tell you two things, you tell a me what you think.
2: Does, a, a lawsuit doesn't prevent it from happening in the first place.
0: Uh, it does not it prevent it from happening in the first I place. I
2: wouldn't want it to happen in the first place because uh, it, just, just, like, just because of how many people have died as a result of that alone from like leukemia and different types of cancers as a result of that toxic waste there are right, areas so if, in this country that are borderline uninhabitable in my opinion
0: okay so i i understand in i agree that uh i think that my system is a big enough disincentive to prevent people from dumping it in the river if you're saying that people get Leukemia from that that all the more reason why the people would Very much not consider dumping it because they'll be sued or they may even go to prison. They may lose their freedom they'll be, But they'll be sued to pay for everyone's chemotherapy for leukemia and compensation and it will be Very very serious. Hold on. I just need to let my dog out. Just hold on a second Ugh. Right, so let me let me explain Why what you're saying is is not really the the reality so let's take the u.s military now the u.s military pollutes more than 140 countries combined certain radioactive things certain things it dumps uh, all all sorts of weaponry that it gets rid of in the environment but the u.s government says well we need to protect our country this is just a side a side effect of what we need and that's acceptable so and it's going to do that in any case. So, for example, let's say you have um, a coal factory. Like you, right now, the energy prices are very, very high. And you need electricity for some coal. So you're like, okay, uh, we need more coal at the moment. We turn those on. We pollute the environment. People, you know, cough and they get, I don't know, what, lung disease or whatnot. I'm, I'm exaggerating, but but it's but we're weighing it as the cost of everyone else not freezing to death in winter, let's say. And similarly, but black lung
2: disease is, uh, is that, That's an accurate reflection of the black lung disease. so Yeah, I'm, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just saying, I
0: don't, I don't mean like uh, I'm just giving an example. So we're weighing the negatives and the positive for overall society. Now if a bunch of people get you know black lung, it, it was for the greater good. If someone dumps uh, something in the water and some people go with leukemia, it was for the greater good. That's how the government weighs. Now, now if, if the argument Maybe this is a bit of a, a tangent, but just give me allow me for a second. Let's say, for argument's sake, that the reason why people dump stuff in the river is to make a, a profit, to save to save money, than disposing it in in a different way. <clears throat> and uh, let's say we l- let's say we look at a system that has no historically in the past had, had no profit incentive, had no property rights. And it was entirely controlled command style economy by the government. In that scenario, you would imagine based on these incentives that the, econo- that the sorry, environment would be pristine, amazingly clean, and uh, it was completely the opposite. In the USSR, command style economy, no profit motive, no private property. Uh, it was industrializing. It was extremely, extremely polluted. You had rivers that had signs to not throw matches uh, cigarettes overboard because they will catch fire. The Aral Sea is almost gone, and even then the Aral Sea had like floating uh, bergs of, of rubbish, like eight mile long to one mile across, one mile, uh, whatever, eight mile, one mile. Uh, there were rivers in Russia that, that were for caviar, that lost all their fish. Uh, places in Poland, the air was so thick, with pollutants that there were doctor offices underground. And it was very polluted. And I don't even have to go that far. I mean, just recently in China, that is also trying to industrialize, you have sludges of green, green sludges instead of rivers. Beijing was extremely polluted. Like, people needed uh, masks since 2008. And children got... Um, what is children? You know that thing with the coughing thing that children get? And you need, like, a humidifier to get rid of?
1: A- asthma. Asthma. They asthma. got asthma
0: from being in Beijing. So... I mean, uh, the government, de- and, and you know, there was, there was more of a profit motive there, but the government was just, you know, doing all these projects and it was greenlighting all these things that caused a lot of pollution because they waited for the greater of society. In my world, I have a property right. If you damage my land, if you dump on my land, if you hurt my, my, my property, which is my body, I'm going to sue you one-on-one. Now, what I do need, I need the government to come up with a reasonable measure of what is... Um, harm. So, if it's like 0.2 percent of this substance, then I, if it's above that, then I'm harmed. It has to be a reasonable measure. But once they make that decision, I then, you know, go to my line. I see, oh, it's above 0.2. I'm taking it to court. That's it.
2: Yeah, but c- companies don't uh, like measure their risk in that way. Like they'll do something anyways and build uh, the the cost of lawsuits including settlements which is what happens with like what 90% of lawsuits uh, in in into their uh, uh, profit structure so i just don't think that your system would work because of that so companies you don't have faith. Do whatever you the don't have faith
0: want. in the legal system
1: well so first
2: companies do what they want now and if there's less regulation and less laws to the point where all uh, a government is allowed to do is provide a pricing structure for lawsuits then they'll do what they want even more
0: i don't say that why i would, didn't say there was a pricing
2: why would say, hold on hold on i don't understand why you would think companies would just voluntarily not violate people's rights when they're already violating people's rights
0: so Specifically, my system protects individual rights more than the existing system. And that doesn't I didn't mean say, that n- let me, allow gonna, me to just, spend, like al- allow me to just finish. Allow, allow me to finish. Mm-hmm. Specifically, I mm-hmm. didn't say that it was priced, that the, the price of what they have to pay was predetermined. The price could be very, very high, that there are no, but my system would get them to court more swiftly and the rules for when the law is broken will be much, much clearer than they are at the moment. So let's say currently it's up to a lot of things are up to the subjectivity of the judge. In my system, the laws will be more objective. You'd know when you've crossed the line, you know, more quickly, like uh, if if something was broken, if something, sorry, if a law was broken, if something was violated and they'll have to pay. Now, if, if you say, for example, that the company still wants to dump a lot of stuff in my property, but it's, offer, it's willing to offer me a lot of money to dump it on my land and like, you know, put like sand over it. Well, I'll say, how much are you offering me? Because you know, if you're offering me like millions of, of, of pounds, I may say yes. And you, you say, okay, put it, in this part, put it in this hole, I'll cover it, and uh, we'll agree to that. But otherwise, if it wants to violate my rights, then it's going to have to pay uh, quite a lot of money for that. compensation or even lose their freedom
2: only if you're aware of it
0: and and you think uh, i wouldn't be aware of something someone dumping on my land
1: it's a possibility is it not
0: well we we seem to be getting along the lines of science fiction here i'm not sure if this is helpful
2: all right It's, uh, it's, it's not it's not science fiction to uh postulate or hypothesize that somebody is dumping toxic waste in a river that floats by your house and you not notice it
0: and if i I do notice it and if i do notice it and the company has to pay billions and goes to prison then what
2: I mean, yeah, you can, you can say that you'll notice it, but you're human just like everyone else. You don't know for sure if you would notice it or not. I mean, okay, that's... I noticed like, some... I noticed the that river... You wouldn't make that kind of a mistake as science fiction in and of itself.
0: I noticed that things around the river start to look a bit different coloration. Things are starting to die out where I would have expected plants to be. I, I inquire. I, I send someone in. He, he takes a sample of the water and says, oh, you've got a billion-dollar lawsuit here. Plus, perhaps people in that company will have to go to prison, lose their freedom outright.
1: Yeah, maybe.
2: Okay. Uh, Lou, you want to... Do you have any questions?
0: Yeah, Wait, we uh, wrote down a few. Oh, we, are we finished?
3: Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, Gary's I got already, to run I at 6.30. I 5.30. Wait, 7.30? Oh, six, you got to run
1: 30
3: in like a Easter. couple minutes. <laughs>
2: yeah, I, I so, have to start doing other stuff so but i wanted to give lou a chance to ask both of us questions
3: yeah i wrote down a few questions i'll just run through them real quick um garrett do you know the price of uh black pepper today no all right essentially (laughs) free you can just go get some black pepper at mcdonald's and just steal it like free that is true not
2: only is that true, but I also saw this. Uh, t- now, I, I grinned into this as a TV show. But anyways, um, he uh, this guy got like a, a donut box out of the trash and it wasn't like really dirty or anything. And there was a receipt in the box. He walked inside and demanded they give him two chocolate donuts because they didn't uh, put 12 donuts in his box. They only put 10 and he didn't pay for anything. He walked out with two chocolate donuts.
3: Nice. Uh, do you know what the price of black pepper was in the Middle Ages? Uh, that would have been free because you could just go get it yourself. No, I don't more so. expensive than gold. Oh, okay. Fair enough. So that price change over those few hundred years is largely due to capitalism. Yeah,
2: totally. Um, I'm not. I'm not against capitalism. I just want to say that I'm not for socialism either. Yeah,
3: so. th- uh, that was just. Uh, Rejoinder to the first couple of comments he made in the beginning. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, I, ju- I just want to add like two um, things, if
0: I, if I may.
3: I uh go ahead.
0: Okay. So I think I, I just I just wanted to add like two quick points that because I, I won't have time for anything else. But I I would say that the um. Currently, the price of, of, of gas and the price of food is directly related to the government's action on energy policies. Uh, let's take the UK. Our electricity prices here are three or four times higher than the were less than a year ago. This was because the government divested from coal and invested in uh, wind farms. We don't have a lot of sun here, so it invested in wind farms. Mm-hmm. And as a result, the backup for wind farms is, is natural gas, and now we, have, we also use natural gas for heating. And now we have a situation where the prices is like really insanely high. And in addition, like, you know, fossil fuels or something we need to... Synthetic fertilizer is based on natural gas
3: and fossil fuels. Yes. That affects the price Uh, of food. Easy. Uh, Second question to you. Uh, Could, under your system, could you afford a $22,000 four-day stay at a hospital?
0: Um so I would say under my system you would either have emergency insurance or something like that, or you would have Yeah, could
3: could you afford a twenty two thousand dollar four day stay at the hospital? Pretend
0: that's after the the
2: insurance makes their payment.
0: What's the context?
3: Uh you, you got a head injury and you had to go into the hospital and they had to keep you there for four days and it's gonna cost you twenty two thousand dollars.
0: What happened with my insurance?
3: Uh you're you're providing whatever. I don't have insurance. Like it's, it's your system. Okay. So can can you afford the twenty two thousand dollar payment? I mean I can. Okay. Uh moving on. Uh Garrett, the answer you were looking for on how to turn the $1 into the $1.3 is monetary velocity. Thank you. I forgot about that phrase. <laughs> yeah. That that's how the $1 turns into the $1.3. Yeah. Uh, the same dollar gets spent within the community multiple times and it comes out to being $1.3 times within the community. So that that was the answer. PZH needed. Uh, PZH. Um, if your government that you're under right now is so oppressive, why not just move to the U.S.?
0: Considering it, if the right now the corporation tax will go up by six yeah, percent okay. in 2023-24, and I have colleagues that have already left the country because of similar uh, increases, so we're considering it. I don't know what America will <laughs> say.
3: Uh, but yeah. Okay. Uh, moving on to the next point, uh, PZ. Um, houses in the outskirts of Tampa are so expensive because we have a little thing here in the U.S. called the suburbs.
0: Yeah, I, I wanted so to say I wanted this, to say suburbs are. Uh, so a lot of the things with the suburbs that I understood that are expensive is because uh, roads are expensive to build in in those areas, So it's like the upkeep for the suburbs area is expensive. So if you have Uh, more people, it becomes cheaper.
3: That's not why suburbs are expensive. Suburbs are expensive because uh, they're transit communities. So people live there and then travel to work. Okay. So you have the more affluent people moving to the outskirts of the city into the suburbs. Mm -hmm. And that drives up all the prices.
0: Yeah, my, so my area is like that too, but the prices aren't that high compared to Greater London. By okay, any what,
3: in your area, what is the typical commute time?
0: I can get into London in about 50 minutes, train.
3: Okay. Uh, so here you're looking at one to two hours by car and to the place where you work.
0: Yeah,
2: 30,
3: like it, twenty minutes. It takes 20 me minutes. two hours to get to work. It takes Let's, me two hours to get to work.
0: I I can do one and a half hours. So like it takes me twenty minutes to get to the train station. That gets me to London. Uh, two two stations in London. Then I need to travel some more into yeah. central London. That's an hour and a half.
3: Yeah. Uh, but that's why it's so expensive in the outskirts of Tampa because it's suburbs. Yeah. Uh. Easy. Uh, There's no meaningful distinction between apartment buildings and quadplexes. All that really matters is is. the number. It's a building that has four units. Okay. It's a instead of a duplex being two units, it's quadplex and has four units. Cool. So there's no meaningful difference between apartment buildings and. Quadplexes, Uh, all that actually matters is the number of units in the building. Okay. Uh, Garrett. Yo. The largest limiting factor for uh, local rent markets is zoning codes. So they can only build specific types of buildings in specific areas. That puts an artificial constraint on these buildings, which are drive the largest factors. Well, it could drive it up, it could drive it down, it just depends what it is. But it's the largest constraining factor for uh, these local markets. Good
2: information, thank you.
3: Uh, so, PZ, you're against, you're generally against regulation. What about, like, labor regulations?
0: I'm not, I'm not against uh, regulation Let me explain. I'm against regulations in general. I'm against government regulation. I'm for market-based regulations like uh, insurance company and business insurance companies, a variety of different things. If you mentioned labor, I'm not against unions. I'm only against government giving unions legal power or laws behind unions. But if unions want to, if people want to associate freely in a union and then... uh, Negotiate better work conditions, safer conditions. That is fine. To me, that's free market.
3: Mm. There's a lot of problems with that, but I'm not going to go over it because I'm trying to get these done. Uh, (laughs) uh, PZ, um, in your systems, your land's downriver and it gets poisoned. Um, How can I trust you not to bring frivolous lawsuits?
1: It needs, so this what? is the,
0: the objective, the what I mentioned when the government has reasonable metrics to when something has been violated.
3: Okay, so you, you can't just bring frivolous lawsuits. You're just claiming that it's this way and you just paid off some researcher to say it is?
0: Well, maybe the other company will get their own research or the, or the court will ask. For a neutral researcher, but if, if that researcher says that it's above 0.2 something, and that 0.2 is what the government decided is above the particular limit, then that's it.
1: Okay, uh, next one's to Peasy. Um,
3: how do you account for corruption and bribery?
0: Corruption and bribery as a form of theft and is, is illegal.
3: Okay, so the corporation pays off the judge to throw your suit out. Then where you're at,
0: I can appeal to a higher court, but it, it's it's no different he, than he bribes, it
3: is. he bribes. He bribes. the judge. They throw it out.
0: There are people that have gone to jail for bribing judges for for not. They're not. Going, they're not paying money. They are in prison. They've lost their freedom.
3: The government has almost no power.
0: What do you mean the government has no power? What What is this? Uh, what out. is this, uh, I, I don't understand the cynicism in,
2: in, in your legal system. Uh, it, it, it,
0: there was, there, was, there legal was a case, system. there was a case where judges... We're
2: not, we're, not, we're, not, we're not talking about our legal system, we're talking about yours.
0: Yeah, you, you this have this really, really negative now. impression, you have this really negative impression of your legal system that you're saying, well, it's useless, we need regulations. What if someone bribes a regulator to pass a, reg- a regulatory capture? An interest group goes to a regulator and says, pass this law that benefits me but hurts my competitors. You, you have the same thing. That's not even illegal. That's just regular lobbying. And if someone bribes a judge and they get caught, they'll go to prison for many many years. They'll lose their freedom. It's not a matter of, uh, they'll just pay a fine. That's it. Okay, anything
1: else? Yeah, no, that, that, was, the, that was the last bit.
2: Uh, thank you. Thank you both. I appreciate it. It was an enjoyable conversation. Pzh, uh,
0: thanks,
1: Kevin. I
2: have nothing against you. No, no hard feelings. It was fun.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm fine. Thank you for uh, and thank you for moderating, Lou.
1: No problem. Catch you next time, gents. Bye.